When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just get in my own head and I think everybody does because it's like you have your I mean whether or not you're trying to be someone different on social media or not like you're not always that person regardless of it you know what I mean and I think like you know every like like everyone might think I'm like a happy go-getter all the time you know what I mean but like I have the mornings where I'm just like grogging looking at my phone for probably like three hours you know what I mean like when you're like what am I doing like what am I doing right now you know it's like the, the productivity or whatever but it's like I think we're all like we're all trying to work on ourselves and be better. This is Knocking Doors Down, a podcast about those who've turned their greatest adversities into their greatest advantage. Your host, Jason, here. I'm an alcoholic in recovery for that. Also experienced some childhood trauma and trying to break the lineage of addiction that runs in my family. My guest on this episode, Micah Daly. Why did I want to talk to Micah? Well, he's the host of the Central Valley Podcast. He taps into the stories of his guests, pulling out the positive aspects of their life and delivering inspirational content. And Micah shared with me that he had some mental health struggles and at one point in his teen years was using Adderall to help it. I want to pick his brain on what his experience was like to maybe help someone else who is struggling, who has used a medication or is pondering using a medication to help with their mental health. Plus, he's a hilarious guy, really intelligent, and you're going to enjoy the conversation. I want to thank you for listening to Knocking Doors Down, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Go subscribe to the channels, and please, if you get some value out of the podcast, share it with a friend. Maybe it's the episode with Charlie Sheen, Bam Margera, Kat Von D, Kelly Osborne, or this very episode. Tell a friend about knocking doors down. And of course, we can't knock doors down without 5150 LTM. Get yourself swagged out. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Get yourself some 5150 gear now. All you got to do is click that link in the podcast description and use the code KDD20. Why use the code KDD20? Well, you get 20% off your purchase at checkout. Again, killer hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts. I've got a pair of my favorite 5150 camouflage sweatpants on right now because, hey, I like camouflage and I like to be comfortable and stylish all at the same time. So check it out and use that code KDD20. Micah Daly, thanks for joining me on the knocking doors down there, pal. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, man. I like <laughs> to see the studio, everything. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Of course. Uh, Micah, the host of the Central Valley podcast right here yep. in our home area. And uh, it's funny because we were talking beforehand, uh, and, and I... I've known you for what, like a year? Yeah, I year, think it's been like, when did you guys come on the podcast? Do you remember? It was like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, I think, yeah, I think because, because yeah, because I've, I've, I've been doing my podcast for, it'll be two years in February, next February. Okay. But I think, yeah, you guys came on sometime in like the summer, spring of last year. Sounds right. And uh, yeah, so I never... Uh, 
knew like I knew your last name, but I didn't know your last name. So yeah. I was like, okay, somebody I knew said it deal, and you're like, no, it's uh, like a pasta, pasta, daily, rigatoni, and just anything Italian. Uh, but why we want to sit and, <laughs> and 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 share a talk with people, you know, one of the things that I enjoyed, and I think why we've we've become uh, friends is. Are we? I'm the, just kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm right? just kidding. Acquaintances? <laughs> no, no, we're uh, friends, or for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, we, we don't jump in the same we're, we're, bed together. We're de- yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're for sure, yeah. And I always tell, like, the other people who do podcasts, like, us podcast guys got to stick together, man, right. especially in the Valley. There's, like, not a lot of us. No. Uh, but what I what I enjoyed about coming, meeting you, talking with you, and then our text messages back and forth, because nobody talks in the phone yeah, anymore, yeah. Uh, especially busy people, is... You have a real intent for positivity. Yeah, I try to. I'm a very uh, positive person. I try to relay that to the world, at least. Right. Yeah, because your last episode, uh, you had your wife, Lin- Lindsay, <laughs> on. <Yeah. laughs> we she... had to cut some parts out of it because we were... <laughs> really? <laughs> well, we were just going back and forth. A little, like, we were just laughing, though, because like, we, were, we, we were just like... Uh, it, was, it had been a long day, and we were together all day, and then we ended <laughs> it with the podcast, and so it was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, she even made a... Or you made a reference. Yep, going to keep it positive. Where and why, like, where did a positive mindset of things come for you? Uh, that's a good question. Like, was mom and dad positive? Yeah, was, I would say my parents were for sure definitely positive. I always look, look, look at the bright side type of deal. But I think, like, just in general, anytime I was around people growing up, people were like, oh, you're always laughing. Like, you're always having a good time. Right. And so that's why I was always just like... Uh, like it, this kind of stem from that, and I and I like to joke around and laugh. Like I like to laugh like a lot, and I like to uh, let other people laugh. And so I think just whether like I was never so when I was growing up, it's just like kind of kind of like that, you know, throughout high school and stuff like that. And it's more of like I'm pretty reserved if you don't know me, and which is to a certain extent. But if I, if, sure. if I'm in public with five of my best friends, like I am like a, a different animal, you know what I mean? I'm not as reserved. But uh, but once I get comfortable, I just like to have, see people laugh, see people smile, see if people have a good time. So I don't know where it came from, but what kind of through the podcast, when I started the podcast, it kind of, I wanted to bring that same attitude towards the Central Valley, towards right. Merced, towards things that maybe had gotten a bad rep or didn't make people laugh or smile, you know what I mean? Like try to change that stigma. And so that's kind of where what led into the podcast. And right. what, what I want to show people is like, hey, we can have a, you can have a great time no matter where you're at. It's, it's, it's not about that, it's about the people you're with, you know? Yeah, well, and, and I think that's very valuable, you know, for the people that don't know where we live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been a pretty dilapidated part of California. Yeah. We, it's had some economic issues. I remember when I first moved to the area, the housing boom was going, and once, you know, radio was rocking and rolling, mm-hmm. and once that crashed, man, it was shit, and it yeah. was hard, and and it's still not totally recovered, because and this area's been through that before, because we have what's called Castle Air Base here mm-hmm. for people as an Air Force base. Uh, one of my cousins was actually born there. Oh, okay. Uh, and when it closed... And uh, Ray Allen was born there. That's right. Fun fact, you guys. <laughs> Ray, Ray Allen. <laughs> Ray Allen, yeah. <laughs> Ray, give us a call. Come on, Central Valley Park. <laughs> so knocking doors down. <laughs> um, yeah, so when it closed, so there's been some some things, you know, we're right near Yosemite and stuff, but we are literally labeled the gateway to Yosemite. Yeah, so but, it's like, just 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 pass through here real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And else. I think what kind of revamped, uh, you know, the area is like, you're, like, you're saying we had the Air Force Base, you know what I mean? And then whenever the UC was established, UC Merced, I think like 2005-ish or something like that. Like, I feel like now we're seeing the effects after the UC has been somewhere for almost 20 years, you know what I mean? And so 
the town is getting a little more lively. Things are getting a little more lively. And the thing that I loved about uh, the Central Valley is that, like, during the pandemic, like, a lot of things kind of for big cities were, like, completely changed, completely different. Ours wasn't as heightened as, as all of theirs, sure. you know what I mean? And, like, when we came out of it, I felt like everyone was just a lot more appreciative, a little more, like... Just happy to be out a little more like I don't know like I don't know if I don't know if this is right I, but I don't know. think the, the 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 mass media did hold the same reflection that yeah. it did here yeah I got a like not too long ago yeah, for the same. first time and I was just like oh same for, yeah like, put me that brain fog though I, I didn't I was like oh. people were saying that and I was like I don't know what you're talking about you know what I mean and then I got it and I was like <laughs> just like I, I watched just four seasons of Ozark that's all I did because <laughs> me and my wife both got COVID and I was like I was like you want to try this watch this Ozark she's like I don't think I'll be into it and then we just watched I watched like yeah so many hours <laughs> like like a hundred hours of it yeah <laughs> but the, I, I to your point though was the mentality was get back to community as quickly as possible because yeah. people ask me hey you know you've opened up now about falling off during the pandemic L- luckily it was a short mm-hmm. instance but it was that lack of community i've realized now lately i've been getting out i've been talking to more mm-hmm. people I, like i need a sense of community oh definitely so i think our drive here with it you know even though small town people will have their perception yes pretty conservative to a certain extent but quite liberal and open yeah, at the same yeah, time exactly. it's a good mix it's it's a good balance because i feel like when you go to the bigger cities what you do have is you have like a one-sided ideal basically sure. where it's like things need to be talked about like there there's good points on the left there's good points on the right there's good points everywhere you know what i mean and so it's about being able to have those conversations and that's why i like like living in this area is that we have a good both sides where people talk about things sure. if you have an opinion about something you'll share it and the other person might have a different opinion you can listen to it but it's like you need to be able to have those conversations and i think that's like really important yeah. you know what i mean in person in person not yeah. when you're a keyboard warrior yeah cause cause everybody's yeah. brave and that's what the pandemic showed me too is because like i was like you know you watch the news and you think everything's like crazy and then like like as soon as like like everything calmed down a little bit i stopped watching the news and it's just like if you don't watch the news like your stress and anxiety go down like a good amount right you know what i mean yeah right i think when you get conversations with real people that have real knowledge it changes it greatly yeah i know that for me it was that i just i'm like a friend my parents are always watching the news well then you don't watch the news because you're a paranoid individual as is. Yeah, so yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, everybody's going to die. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it sucks. Yes, we lost a lot of people, but but damn, it's like, no, not everybody. Well, perfectly healthy people. Like, I find that hard to reason a perfectly healthy person. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know. But like you were saying, a sense of community, right? Yeah. And so you're saying, like, the community, like, what we have is we do have a good community. And something I never, I never even thought about too much how important community is until I started doing the podcast. So right. it wasn't until like episode like 10, 15, 20 that I was just like, oh, it's cool. Cause like I'm having these conversations with people who like I would never normally sit down with and have like an hour long conversation asking them basically their why, you know, you ask right. people their why. And then, so it was like interesting to me to like sit down, talk to these people and just the reoccurring subject that came up was community. And it wasn't until I think like, like episode like 30-ish basically where I was like, dang, like 
like each time I'm, I'm having a conversation with somebody, community gets brought up like naturally and just how everybody is longing for that. Everyone likes the idea of community. And so that's what I hope to do with the podcast is like be have a, a community behind it that wants to talk about the good things in the area because we have like different news things and stuff like that that don't always highlight the good areas like mm-hmm. like you know like like 209 times like like I <laughs> like a, I, I like the idea of it and everything like that but it's always just like a car on fire it's all, mm-hmm. like like some bad what, what's the bad stuff the murders the the corruption yeah. and stuff like that it's like well what about the good stuff you know what I mean you can't like and it, it's like I want to just highlight just just the good things, because like I, we could talk about the bad stuff all day long about oh, anything, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, why, what makes something good? It's like you have to think, why do I like this thing? What, why does it bring value? And yep. it's those questions when you're why you start learning more about things. You start yep. trying to get to why, get to people's like uh, what drives them. You know what I mean? Well, let's jump back to uh, little Mike because uh, <laughs> I always find everybody's story. We all start with childhood because I know for me, you know, hey, radio is like hearing the, you know, Doctor Demento or whoever yeah. it was, and eventually yeah. Howard Stern. When yeah, my, yeah, yeah. My brother lived in the Bay Area, was sending me tapes if I remember, so yeah. I could listen. <laughs> he did what? Oh, yeah. Uh, but so tell me about little guy. What was uh, little Mike like, dude? I was like, I always tell people I felt like I was raised in like uh, I, I was. Like, I don't think my parents sheltered me, but I was just, like, so, like, sheltered as a kid. Like, going into, like, high school, I didn't know, like, what to expect. And my sure. sister was, like, there trying to, like, like hey, like, your first high school dance, you're going to be, like, grinding. Like, you know, like, stuff yeah. like that where, yeah. like, I had to explain it to me. But uh, growing up, I was grew up, like, in, I would say it's, like, a white, white picket fence neighborhood kind of ideal, like, McSwain area for uh, yeah. those people in the area. So this is, like, the nice uh, ranchy property. Yeah, it's, like, for... everyone has, like, an acre, basically. Right. An acre backyard and front yard. Or not backyard and front yard but total property and then there's a lot more room and stuff like that but uh was raised there uh went to McSwain growing up then I went to Buhack and then in college like everyone like it's like one of those things where like I feel like in oh I went to high school sorry and in high school I always think like what do I want to be when I grow up you know what I mean right. and like I didn't think about that till my senior year for the last six months you know what I mean like that's when I was like oh I guess I should start Sounds thinking familiar. about what I'm gonna do with the rest of my life you know what I mean and so graduated <clears throat> from high school didn't know what I was doing, enrolled in JC, changed my major. <laughs> Sounds like familiar. five, six times, basically. I was like, hey, to make you feel good, I went to college for seven and a half years. Hey, I'm to make no you dummy. Feel, to make you feel better, I also went to college for about that long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we could both be doctors. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? We could, but we I have a bachelor's. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I got like three degrees that I can basically qualify to go. Would you like fries with that? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, so. exactly. So, and in, in, in college is a good time to where, like, what do you want to do? You know, so you're experimenting at it. You're also having a good time with your right. f- friends and stuff like that. And so eventually, I, uh, I'm i just going to give, I guess I'm giving you, a, you said jump back to your childhood. I'm already right, in college. You, you fast forward. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, actually, I, I don't remember too much of my childhood, honestly. Really? I See, mean, I'm like, kind of the same way. Like, like I, I remember and I'll have like random visions and stuff, but like, or not visions, but like memories. But it's like, when someone asks me about it, I'm like, I don't, like, what do you want to hear? You know what I yeah. mean? So I'm always like, uh, yeah, like I tell you the schools I went to, but I don't like to Same. tell you like yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was I yeah. can vaguely remember like this kid, that kid. Yeah. You know, I'll have people that'll jog my memory and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, I you know because kind of I mean you know my story coming from a background had a home with my father was an yeah. addict, uh, drugs and 
and sex. Mm -hmm. I mean, which, hey, folks listening, I did record a podcast with my dad. I just haven't been able to release it yet because fucking after I recorded it, I broke down. Like to hear hear my dad's story. Oh, dude, it was tough. Damn. It was tough because it's a lineage of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it, goes on for generations. Well, that's what addiction kind of go generational. Oh, yeah. And trauma. Yeah, trauma. Come on, people that go generational trauma is bullshit. Hurt people, hurt people, right? That's a quote. Like, you know what I mean? And that's like. It's just like so true. Whether it's like people don't know, like there's no handbook on this is how you handle your emotions, your yep. feelings, anything after whatever yeah. it may have happened. The Knocking Doors Down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the Carlos Vieira Foundation and how it all started. All proceeds from the book benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug Free campaign. So what's that all about? Through the Race to Be Drug Free campaign, Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug free programs, and brings drug free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs Boxing Program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. Did you ever struggle with that when you were young? I did. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, struggle with what exactly? Sorry. Like, just, oh, like, yeah, just uh, just your emotions. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, so not when I was younger necessarily, but so uh, my freshman or sophomore year of college, I got prescribed Adderall. Mm. And so I, I basically like, and it was like, I felt like I was ADD and my mom was like all for it. Like, yeah, like, like, let's see if like you are. So, uh, so I took like some tests online and I was like, it was like, yeah, like you're ADD basically. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, cause my mind's always over all over the place. And, uh, like I for sure still am. And then, so I was like, she's like, she's like, do you want to try to get medication for it? And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I, like, yeah, I'm down. Mm-hmm. So we go to the doctor. I just print out my little paper that like I took online and then like, we're talking to it. And I think cause like my mom was there, the doctor was taking me more seriously versus sure. like just a kid trying to get Adderall or something. Because you're, what, 18, 19? Yeah, yeah, but right around that around that age. And so uh, the doctor was like, yeah, we're going to tr- start you off on, like, 10 milligrams, and then like, we can go from there. And then basically, and, like, when I when I first took it, like, I feel like, th- like, I will, would maybe possibly still be taking it if I was only, like, prescribed, like, 5 milligrams, right? Sure. But, like, the thing with, like, like, Adderall is that people prescribe so much and, like, such a high dose. And so, uh, and I've, I've done so many school projects because after I stopped taking Adderall, I did a lot of school projects based on, like, the over-prescription uh, yeah. of Adderall and ADHD because, like... Like, so back to my story, I was like prescribed 10 milligrams uh, and it was like 10 milligrams a day. And then he was like, uh, take like two one day and just to see if you like it. And like, Adderall, if you like it, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, okay. like if, if you feel but, like you need it, I guess right. that's probably what he said. But like, yeah, but Adderall is like, uh, like basic, I mean, it's like low key meth, you know what right. I mean? It's an amphetamine. And it, like it makes you, it's an upper. It makes yeah. you feel good, basically. And so like, I took two, then I take two of them. And I'm like, well, yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel good. <laughs> like, right. like you know what I mean? Yeah. So then, uh, so then I was like taking 20 milligrams a day, and then they they do this thing where it's like every two months or a month or like, well, do you want to like up it again? And I'm like, and then it went from like taking 20 milligrams a day to 30 milligrams a day. So it was like two 15 milligram pills, right. which like. During it, like, I never saw a problem with it. Like, I was like, oh, I'm super productive. I'm, like, going. I'm doing things. And then, like, the thing that Adderall does, that it makes you lack empathy for people. Uh. So, like, you're so focused on whatever you're doing that somebody tells you something, and maybe it's, like, a heartbreaking story. You're like, okay, like, 
So yeah. what kind of like and that that's the thing that I that like that's scary the, yeah scary that I started realizing about it and it was like I was in a I had a uh, it was like one of uh, yeah. A past relationship, basically, and that that I think really probably affected it in a way sure. that like, like during it and during it I didn't really notice it at all. But it was like during uh, whenever that relationship ended is when I decided to quit uh, Adderall Cold Turkey, basically, which is like literally what you're not, not supposed, supposed to do. To. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. For everybody listening, that's like not what you do. But like it was almost like I just needed to like feel again, honestly, yeah. and I think that. That, that so basically it was like me taking it for I think two maybe two maybe three years I probably took it and uh, and I would go I wasn't like taking 30 milligrams every single day because even I was like I, I gotta like do some days off of it yeah. but it's one of those weird ones where it's like even if you're not taking it it almost feels like there's leftover stuff from oh yeah like it's the sitting in days. your system yeah exactly because yeah. it, it what is it it releases like your endorphins or something like that I don't remember what Adderall because I in you know you brought it up when we were talking via via text yeah. about it because I, and I think I told you, I same age yeah, that yeah. you were, I was on Prozac. Yeah, yeah, and so what is Prozac? Is it a different upper? Antidepressant, so it's an SSRI, so it's the serotonin and Yeah, yeah serotonin, that's what it releases, yeah. yeah, it like opens it up so you get more of a, your, your... Yeah, I think what it is, God, I wish we had a doctor on this yeah. show. So it's something about <laughs> your serotonin reuptake, so it's like, think of it like download, upload, mm-hmm. so it limits it or it's something along those lines, so it just, for me i i found kind of the thing too like like i was always feeling good so i was never in a point of like something was bad yeah and, exactly and, you know and i had had a relationship at the time and, and you know b- beautiful person lady mm. inside and out but then it was like even losing interest and i don't mean like in the relationship but like you know when she would give you that wink yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. Yeah, whatever. No, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm that's good. That's the chase too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah. like you're 19, you sh- yeah. and you're in a committed relationship, yeah, sh- yeah. and that's a part of the relationship. There should be an interest. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like certain things. I just, uh, yeah, I, it's I, like you become so focused or right. into whatever you're doing that you kind of lose the the thought for other people, honestly. And like that's the one thing. Even like during it, I was aware of like, oh, like I don't like. It's like more like, oh, I got to deal with this versus like, right. I should care about how this person feels or something. You right. know what I mean? And so like, it was like little things like that. And it was like, th- I think, like I said, I th- probably like two years-ish, maybe two and a half into it. And then, then I was kind of like, like I was self-aware of what it was doing and how I was just like becoming addicted to it basically. And like, it was felt like more of an addiction versus to something I need, you know sure. what I mean? And so that's when I was like, okay, like, I'm going to jump on this now. And I was like, uh, like it was like towards the end of that other relationship where like, there was like so many things that happened in the past that I could probably translate to like, not, 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 it wasn't that I didn't care, but just lacking the empathy to even yeah. talk to somebody or to go through things with them. And like, it was kind of coming to an end. And then I was just like, Oh, well, I'm just going to quit this cold Turkey. Then like, I just was tired. I was done with it. And then like, the first week afterwards, I remember like, I was like, man, I kind of feels like I'm still on it. Like, I don't feel yeah. like, you know what I mean? And then it kind of like your emotions start to come in waves. And it's just like, I was dealing with a relationship that wasn't good at the time, trying to mend that while also mending on uh, my body's addiction that yeah. I had with it. And so it was like an interesting uh, time for me. Like I was like breaking down, crying. Did it like, feel a physical withdrawal too? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It was like physical in the sense of like just my my emotions and like depression more, sure. of, but not like physical as in 
Well, actually, now you say that, there was this weird thing that would happen when I tried to work out while I was on uh, Adderall. And it was like, a, like I feel like because I, I hadn't been working out at that time. I started working out after I stopped taking Adderall. But for the like, I would work out a couple times with my friends. And what I forget what it is, but it's like this lactic, lactic acid buildup. And I'm pretty sure, sure something with the, I don't know what it is with the Adderall. But it was like I worked out like once, not even that hard, but like hard for like never working out. You know what I mean? And what happened is like my my mother muscles like almost literally got swollen from here all the way to like my my arm and like I couldn't even bend my elbow. It's almost it like, like a gout type of yeah, situation. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And it's just the fact that like I think whatever the buildup is and the things that like the, the Adderall had done to me, it was just like it was like a weird like and that and that was the only thing and it was like, yeah, you know, give it a break for like a like uh, two weeks and then I was fine or a week you know what I mean but it was like that next day I was like oh my gosh like what's wrong with me <laughs> and the doctor's like yeah like I mean like they kind of like explained it like like oh yeah it's kind of like a build up like it's, it's no more normal than you think type of deal but uh yeah it was, <laughs> so it was it's not normal no not, not not normal but you know right. what I mean like he was like yeah, like, yeah exactly but uh so that, that was the only physical thing but it was more emotional sure uh, of it and it was just like me and like I remember breaking down to my parents multiple times basically and just like like trying to to deal with like these these emotions that I had been suppressing basically and that's, that's what yeah. I feel like Adderall does it suppresses your feelings it suppresses your emotions to where you might not think about things and then when you're off of it it's like you kind of realize like all the times you might have felt like an asshole or felt like uh, a douchebag or yeah. didn't care and it's not even just to like yeah it's not even just like the, the relationship it's just like other things in general in life you know what I mean and so I, I remember quitting and like it was like probably like two three months of like like heavy withdrawals of it you know what I mean and it was just like kind of like the real realization of like okay like try how do I get back to just like functioning normal and it was like I I was never like like I, like we we're talking about earlier like I was a happy like I was always a happy person yeah. super happy and Adderall kind of made me like a little more serious which is not bad to a certain extent but to where like like it was like my I needed more to feed my serotonin levels basically yeah. so like I got that from probably taking the pills and it was like really weared out but then by the time like hour six comes in of, of me have taken it like I'm almost like a almost like a zombie type deal sure. you know what I mean and so it just like for me it was like the realization of of what it was doing to me and I, I'm thankful that I could even have the self-realization to do that because I know oh, a yeah. lot of people can they might double up, triple up on, on their pills sure. and stuff like that. And that's why I was just like, I kind of saw where it was going, you know what I mean? Mm. And so I was just like, okay, like, like, and I don't know what age I was, maybe 23, 24, something around that age is like when this was all happening. And then, but I, I, I'm honestly like very grateful that, that I did have that experience of the withdrawals and the depression and going through it. And even though you're not supposed to do it the way that I did it, like, uh, and I think that, that was the depression part of it. Sure. It was like, was, that's where I was like, man. And, and I think that now it was more because I was going through a breakup at the time versus sure. like you know what I mean. It, it was just it was everything, everything compiling on top really. of it. You know what I mean. And so, uh, but I, like I look back and I'm grateful for it because it helped to help me grow grow as a person and to to know things to know. It, it just taught me a lot about myself because it was a lot of reflection during that right. time of me not taking it or of the uh, when I first started to stop taking it like reflection and like yeah I might have been sad might have been depressed but like I have like such a good group of friends around me that like I couldn't couldn't have a better support system around me basically I, I, I'm best friends with like the same 12 dudes that I've known since I was like six seven years old and then like 
or there was like I know six of them some from that age and then I knew uh, I met another four in high school <laughs> and then I met like another two right after high school but it's like I've known everybody minimum 10 years now sure. you know what I mean so it's so cool to like have a group around you and I think that that's most important is just having a support system and, Absolutely. Like, and it wasn't like I was talking to them like about my anything like I wasn't like that open with them about like they all knew what I was going through and they were right. just like okay like we're just there for me and we just hung out and had a good time and it wasn't like it was more of just help help me have a distraction versus yeah. it's like you don't always like some people think like when you're going like when you're trying to when you're dealing with something you need to talk about it and talk it out and yes certain certain things a certain extent but sometimes it's just like they just want somebody there yeah yeah you just oh, want yeah. somebody present like even if there's just a body in the room or watching tv it's like Maybe that makes me feel better than, you know what I mean? I'm absolutely one of those people. I, I you know, I like a, um, not that I don't like my alone time, which I get very rarely anymore. It's kind of. Now, now you kind of look, you're yeah. fantasized back to some alone now, time. Now it's kind of like my, my drive, you know, <laughs> for, for my other job, you know, it's uh, yeah. about an hour each way, but, yeah. uh. Uh, you know, a girlfriend, we live together, kids with us all the yeah. time, my kids and, you know, which is great. I love it. But yeah, that, that alone. But I do like that, that sense of community. And, and sometimes you're right. Sometimes it's just as, you know, as simple as a coffee and shooting the shit and talking around yeah, ideas. Exactly. Sometimes it is the, the opening the, the up. The serious and, talk, the real talk. Yeah. And, my old, my old show, real talk and whatnot. <laughs> real talk and whatnot. We're talking about real things, dogs, daughters, lofts, <laughs> wives, I don't know. Whatnot. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for me, sometimes it, it is, but I had to learn uh, because I was a person that I just, I treated everyone as I wanted to be treated mm -hmm. and that wasn't always the right thing yeah. to do. So I've had to learn as I get older, create a boundary, know the buffer of who I can and can't talk about. Like mm -hmm. here I'll open up because fuck it, you want to jab me at for this show when I'm trying to share things and yeah. other people are sharing things and yeah, it's real exactly. to, to help people. Like okay. go ahead, talk shit if you want to, but yeah. like that's more about your character than my character. Exactly. You know what I mean, yeah. And I'm fine. Oh, where was that? Hey, it was at uh, 43 minutes into the podcast here you go listen <laughs> yeah. tell everybody share it with yeah, everyone yeah exactly yeah. so it was uh, i thank you for sharing that though too yeah because like I, I like i was telling you before the podcast like i've never actually talked about it like yeah. everybody who knows me knows me knows me yeah. I, like i probably have told them that like and it's probably super casual like hey yeah i used to take out all the time like mm -hmm. something like you know what i mean like super chill about it but uh i've never talked about it like actually like in a way that's like uh like i was addicted to it you know what i sure. mean and it's one of those things when you look back you're like almost like you cringe or you don't you wish you weren't right. you know what i mean but i think it's good to show people because like i'm open on my podcast about a lot of things it's just like this has never naturally came up on my right. podcast and i totally would have talked about it if, if i was talking to somebody else about something that related to it but sure. i never had the opportunity and like so it just it's it's cool to be able to talk about things and like we're talking about vulnerability on right. like whether it's on your platform on your show it's it, it's hard to be vulnerable because you you're afraid of what people are going to say. You're afraid of what people are going to I used think. to be. Yeah, exactly. And like what the podcast has told me is like, obviously you don't care too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've just been like, like going ham being myself and like I get good, better feedback when it's like, sometimes I, I'll put something in the episode where I'm like, should I take that out? Uh, maybe not. And someone's like, oh, I was dying laughing at that part. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, like, that's the thing I connected with. Yeah. But, but I appreciate the vulnerability because I, I had told you and I don't recollect talking about it here, but you know, Prozac at nineteen and yeah, yeah, and for me there was a physical withdrawal. Yeah, kind so what of was feeling. that like? Oh, at night trying to sleep, I'd get uh, tremors like in my legs oh, and stuff. Really? Yeah, because and another reason it was helpful to talk to you because I started taking Wellbutrin 
which is an antidepressant, anti-anxiety, but it's not an SSRI. And what is the SSRI? So it doesn't affect, it, it's not the serotonin and, oh. and that part. So Wellbutrin, my understanding is only helps with the dopamine area, which I, chronic depression since I was 15, 16 years mm-hmm. old, things like that. So the doctor went, hey, we're going to start, we're going to try it really, really low. And the good uh-huh. thing about Wellbutrin is some people will just take it seasonally. So if it's oh, winter, okay. there's people that just have depression during winter or whatever and there's no like withdrawal kind of uh side effect Mm -hmm. to it you know it doesn't kick in as quick and what do you know what what uh, what it does like like it's like a mood booster but i guess i just don't know i've never my understanding is it helps with dopamine production so Mm. it kind of ups it but i guess i could google and look at it doesn't like yeah i know you gotta get a jamie in here huh yeah right get a doctor (laughs) that's what i got a duffy yeah (laughs) he just looks up stuff and i'm like this is i'll be like reading stuff i'm like i hope this is right (laughs) i I I need a control panel person (laughs) yeah but uh, you know i wanted to bring it up so that kind of in that stigma around it we've had past guests one that i can think of a guy that's become a buddy tim lodgen Mm -hmm. bipolar you know now in mm-hmm. sobriety takes the medication you know he's a bodybuilder guy grandpa yeah, but awesome yeah. i mean geez you know blowing up on mm-hmm. instagram of people because he's a really inspirational guy but honest and vulnerable yeah. about that so i think it's important especially you know men we carry a little bit more yeah. of the stigma we got to be this or that or mm-hmm. whatever it is which leads me to my next part <laughs> what is the next part? so uh and if you don't want to go here no, go too ahead. much but but uh <laughs> You did a great episode recently with your wife, Lindsay, uh-huh. on your show, <laughs> which I just loved. And uh, it didn't feel like like a married couple, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah. Well, uh, you should see I, I'm like, bro, bro, bro. That's how I talked to her. <laughs> yeah, because like, she was yeah. like, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, not like, babe. It <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. It wasn't uh, like, they, there's not pet. I mean, we do have pet names and stuff like that. Sure. But, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it, uh, it's really fascinating to me to have you have a relationship and now I think for the first time in a long time, I'm in a place with a relationship where it's good and healthy. And it's funny if anyone tried to like talk shit or gossip or whatever, not that she would yeah. listen, but she knows more than anybody else ever would yeah, have probably yeah. wanted to know, yeah. but still's there and loves me. So was that like with the misses a conversation where it's like, hey, I kind of had some of these mental health struggles before I'm being vulnerable or you were. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It was just like. I probably I didn't I probably didn't even explain it the way I explained it here. Sure, her, honestly, because it was like one of those things where when I got with her, it was probably like three years in the past by that time. Right, and so it, was, it wasn't like uh like it was more of like I definitely told her it, but like maybe not in the extent where like I I remember telling her I was kind of depressed and everything like that. I was dealing with a lot, and she kind of like helped me through that because it huh. was like my other relationship ended, and then I got with her within like six months, honestly. Sure. And so I think whether or not she knows it, it really did. It was more like I was like I was still going through the process of recovering probably sure. with her, but like not into the way where I talked about it. It was just like I needed that that person to talk to because right. I, maybe I didn't do that in the past relation or I definitely like it wasn't just like the, the Adderall sure, past relationship sure. you know what I mean like uh, a lot of other stuff but, <laughs> sure, uh, sure. but yeah you know what I mean the baggage and everything else but yeah. it was just like with this one it was like I had clarity on what I wanted in a relationship you know right. what I mean and so it was like I wanted to talk to her I wanted to f- like see what like drove her her emotions and things like that and so I think it was cool because like yeah, the other one ended, and then within the within like a year, I was dating her, mm-hmm. and it was just cool because like she kind of, what I felt like everybody, everyone else I had dated in the past wanted to do is like 
it was kind of like when are you get your life together like kind of right. like like what are you majoring what's your plan for the rest of your life like that type of type of ordeal uh, uh, like you needed a fixing yeah yeah exactly which is a toxic trait yeah it, it exactly is. and everyone was like or like like in a people like maybe past relationships were talking about marriage or something like that and like i'm a 22 year old kid like like they're like they're like when do you think we're going to be ready? I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, and it just, people yeah. are on different levels sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, I think sometimes too, is it too often people are looking external for happiness and it's, I felt this way in relationships and I didn't really notice it until I started really working my recovery is like, this is my goal. This is my agenda. I'm plugging you into it. Yeah. You're plugging in here. My idea yeah, yeah, and yeah. how it's going to go and what you're going to do as opposed to like, Hey, just, uh, we're just gonna like love each other, yeah, like, and see that there. where that leads us. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And so, what my my wife Lindsay kind of what I always felt she encouraged me to do because was like uh, just like be myself and like mm-hmm. like and she was she would like I was like oh I kind of want to do this. She was like you should do it. Like I kind of want to yeah. do this. Like she, she was like oh you should try it out. And she was never like oh no don't do that. Like uh, like what are we gonna do? When are we gonna do this? It was nothing like that. It was just like we were like when the, when we first got together we were. I mean I think we were both kind of probably hurt from our past relationships and bonded over that, which like sure. I think is like a normal thing that a lot of people do when they come into new relationships or like you know it's just like you're trying to fill it out and like we both loved each other and. Could different way that we had never been loved you know what right. i mean and so the thing that i like she never like when i think when i asked her to marry me i was like you've never pressured me to be uh anything else you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like uh and my whole quote to her was basically like i didn't get her a diamond i got her a stone and i was like i said something along the lines like uh pressure is made from diamonds so it wasn't right to kind of like get you a diamond like because i was like you never pressured me to do, do anything but, but she but to be make myself. me cry yeah, man, yeah, 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 and that's what she was like she was like oh wow that was really cute and so i was like so like like i like, i asked her to marry me like in joshua tree and stuff like that but it was yeah. just like like she never she never was like hey like like had this other idea of what we should be it was just right. like whatever we are we are and that's why like I wanted to marry her too was because I was like like this girl has like literally like been down with me to like completely like so when I was in 2019 I wanted to like do photography videography and I was like going to school to be a teacher graduated was going to a credential program taking tests you know what I mean and then I was kind of like I don't know if I want to do this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, and I remember talking to her, telling her that, like, I don't know, like, and then she was just like, well, if you want to, you should just do it. Like, you should just try to, like, get into photography, videography. And I was like, yeah. And she was just like, yeah. And, like, at the time, I thought, like, a $500 camera was a lot. You know what I mean? Now <laughs> that I'm into the business, I'm like, oh, my God. I wish I thought a $500 camera was cheap still. <laughs> I freaking, yeah, buy lenses that are stupid expensive. But uh, so then... Uh, what was I just saying? I'm sorry. I just lost You're in the, the photography video. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she kind of pressured me to do that. Thankfully, I had uh, one of my best friends, Jimmy, was like, he was already into photography, videography, pretty much my mentor, kind of like uh, learned everything I could from him. So 2019, like the last six months was getting into it. We started this. We had this. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw our day job to dream job promotion. We have this video that's like. Uh, I think so. Yeah. That's like, uh, it was like, describe your dream job. And like, it was like at the time was make a original film series about nature. And so me and him did that for a little while. Then we're like, well, it wasn't viable to make money off of that from YouTube. You know what I mean? So we're like, well, what can we do? And we're like, well, we can do weddings. We can do things. And so it was just a trial and error process, me and him getting into the industry together. We do a lot of things different, uh, separately now, but like anything like anything, if, if we could work together every time we would, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just that when it's a $500 gig, there's not, <laughs> it's not a lot of money. It's not to go. a lot of ways to split yeah, it up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but so it just her, she's always been there to tell me to be, 
to, to just do things. So with the podcast yeah. too, you know, we was in the house in the beginning and I'm sure she was just like, oh, it's probably just a phase. Like, we'll be fine. I'm like, you know what I mean? We'll, well, we'll go it, through it. <laughs> but but it, I, I think that's so valuable because I'm, I don't know, I, I guess you could say artsy for it. I'm moved by art, yeah. whatever people want to call it. Mm-hmm. So that desire to do and create in some way, it's like one of my things when I... Um, had my first stint of sobriety before I fell off my first sponsor he's like what did you love to do as a kid that like you would just be in the zone it was mm-hmm. like uh, build Legos he's like sent me a Lego gift certificate and so like the, my girlfriend Cassie uh-huh. she gets that like you know I'm building a Formula One car yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. fucking things uh, like this big <laughs> um, but she gets that she yeah. gets that desire that I have to kind of create do stuff with my mind and everything else mm-hmm. because you know being in a similar situation hey Coming out of COVID, it hit us all hard. It yeah. hit everyone. There's not anyone. I was going crazy. Hit. My wife, my wife was still working, and like, and I was like, uh, but at that time, I was a substitute teacher, and then I worked at a, a a restaurant in Modesto, and like, so I was just doing nothing, you know, for sure. those two weeks. And like, she'd go to work, come home, and be like, I baked bread. She'd like go to work, come <laughs> home, with like I made a whole bunch of, I pickled like everything you could think of. Like, <laughs> like she'd go to work, come home, I'm like, I was just like doing like the most like crazy things, but she was always like, okay, like uh, whatever. <laughs> (laughs) you need to do to keep yourself going over here these are double pickled pickles (laughs) i literally pickled strawberries at one point you might ask why would you pickle strawberries (laughs) why would you pickle strawberries so my idea was like uh like because well first off there's a recipe online so i was like maybe they're good and i ate one by itself i was like oh that's not good but it's for like a salad so if you had like a a balsamic salad cut it up put a couple of those on it Uh, but yeah yeah like (laughs) i was going ham for in the pandemic but yeah i mean it affected so many people and coming out of it and trying to figure out okay what 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 to do and like you know, there's times of, uh, do I do a different job that doesn't involve so much, you know, and, but sometimes it, it doesn't do us any good to simply pay, play it safe. Yeah. It, it, cause I don't know about you. I'm a guy that can get miserable real quick. Yeah. With myself, mm-hmm. not, not other people, but with myself. Well, I just get in my own head and I think everybody does. Cause it's like right. you have your, I mean, whether or not you're trying to be someone different on social media or not, like you're not always that person regardless no. of it you know what i mean and i think like you know every like like everyone might think i'm like a happy go-getter all the time you know what i mean but like i have the mornings where i'm just like grogging looking at my phone for probably like three hours you know what i mean like when you're like what am i doing like what am i doing right now you know it's like the the productivity or whatever but it's like i think we're all like we're all trying to work on ourselves and be better you know what i mean i'm really glad you brought up productivity um there's something i've been struggling with for sure especially in my recovery and with my anxiety and depression and i started using a cool uh product called magic mind um pretty simple stuff i kind of like it uh instead of i was noticing that uh, caffeine was giving me the jitters and kind of spiking my anxiety so i wanted to try something that was uh, a little bit uh, different, maybe um, kind of a little more gentle on my stomach too, in addition. So I heard about this product, Magic Mind, and uh, started using it, getting some really good results. Um, not only am I not finding that I'm jittery in the morning when I take Magic Mind, uh, which thank goodness it's not spiking my anxiety, but I, I was having some really good energy. And uh, it's probably because of a lot of the really great ingredients that that are in magic mind i mean it's like a simple elixir i like throwing it in the fridge that way if i just want to shake one crack it open and and drink it right there it's good to go or sometimes i'll mix it with some herbal tea or something like that or uh, even throw it over some ice with some juice 
And, uh, you know, it's got a really good flavor and gets me going in the morning. And uh, it's been a pretty nice part of uh, my routine, you know, because uh, some days I've got to hit the ground running pretty quick and, and uh, my focus would get really off. But, you know, I started using Magic Mind and I was noticing that my levels of energy were pretty steady throughout the day. And I was noticing that one of the things that I was doing that was really frustrating is my energy would start to dip so i was making like a second cup of coffee or third cup of coffee and if it wasn't spiking my uh, anxiety in the morning having that much caffeine then i was noticing that at the end of the day coming home i was having anxiety made it tough to engage with uh with my family when i was getting home so it just gave me a sense of being overwhelmed but I noticed it just after three days uh, switching it up to Magic Mind that it was a lot less. And, I, you know, I've cut out any caffeine altogether. Unlike coffee, it's got matcha in it. It's got what matcha has some different compounds and ingredients to it that uh, that really they're good for you. They help reduce stress. They don't spike cortisol levels and which lead to that inevitable crash. Um, you know that comes from ingesting too much caffeine it also has lion's mane mushroom which i mean also reduces anxiety and inflammation which are two things that i definitely need for sure i mean we, you know be it a gut for gut health reasons and also within the body and joints aching and everything else so magic mind is a really great product i mean i'd recommend it to anyone that asks me about it and i stand behind it because it works it's helped me and uh, i love sharing magic mind with friends i gave some to uh to my girlfriend she seemed to like it and enjoy it and you know we've cut back caffeine but we do like a little bit of an energy boost getting going in the morning and and, and if you guys want to check it out, uh, you know, please do uh, use my code KDD20. That's KDD20 when you go to magicmind.co slash KDD. And uh, you can get 40% off for a limited time on the subscription and 20% off on a one-time purchase. That's magicmind.co slash KDD. And use my discount code KDD20 and get 40% off the subscription for the next 10 days and 20% off for your one-time purchase. And hey, hurry up, this won't last only 10 days, guys. So go and you can click the link in the podcast description to get more details. I don't think there's never gonna be a moment when you're like, I got it. You no. know what I mean? I think that's the the false hope that like, with all the do-it-yourself things and things like that, yeah. it's like, well, eventually I'll just be like, okay, like I'm, and, and I maybe there's some people, you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? It's like with today's world and age, it's like anxiety and depression mm -hmm. and like screen time and just like, just oh. not having these conversations in person anymore. Right. It's all like through text, through phone, booking online. It's like, you don't have to do this they don't have to have these social interactions anymore that when you do, sometimes you just overthink and it makes sure. you have anxiety and you don't realize like, why, oh, I don't want to go, go down to and make an appointment for myself in person right now or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like those things like, they can build up and seem like it's like a, a mission to do. It's like, no, yeah. like, you just have to go drive in your car, walk out, talk to somebody and you have an appointment. You know what I mean? But yep. it's just like in your head, that's what a lot of people kind of get I think we get very... Um, focused in steps as opposed to results yeah because i i know for and this is something that i've talked with a couple of people about for me i i think i became almost socially anorexic to a certain extent um because you know getting uh, getting and really working my sobriety then the pandemic hits mm -hmm. and so did you say you fell back i fell off, fell off. 
for one night, so I'm like 17 months. It was it was uh, it was literally on Valentine's Day. I won't get into the story. Yeah, line. no worries, no worries. But yeah, but yeah I just uh, you had mentioned that, and I was like, I think I caught that right. Yeah, but so yeah. it's you know it's been well over but a year, it, yeah, going on two years. And it happens too. Like, yeah. Oh, to so many people. Unfortunately yeah. for me, you know, alcoholism you, wasn't something. Do you ever listen to Macklemore? Any of Macklemore songs? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, my one year video. If you go back and watch uh-huh. it on the Instagram for Knocking Doors Down or uh-huh. myself was. Uh, um, Glorious! I did the oh, underneath okay, gotcha. and kind of a cool little montage. He has one song. It's about him. Like he yeah. re- had relapsed. Uh, not. Uh, it was like after his other big song about being sober, getting sober, and everything like that. He ended up at like he like had relapsed. He did a show and like a whole bunch of people were telling him like all like the in in the song he talks about it. They're like telling him like oh thank you so much like I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you yeah. blah blah and he's just like feeling like a fraud during it because he's like I literally like relapsed last night basically yeah. you know what I mean but it's like. Sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, well, and that's the thing a lot of people do struggle with too. And I have in my my a uh, couple episodes ago um, talking with who was Adam Jablin, and I brought up to him as a guy that uh, he's got a cool thing called the Hero Project. Mm-hmm. Helps people kind of work through through their issues in the sense of you know you you might have these things, but it's your job to keep them at bay. Nobody yeah. else can. You do because they're your feelings. You have to own them. And one of them that I brought up to him was that imposter syndrome. Yeah, because I had a f- sense of feeling of that, and I still do at times. I think, where yeah, it's, like, it's like a lot of. It's just like you you feel like you, yeah you f- like I used to always say fake it till you make it. And right. I was like, oh, like a big proponent of it. And recently I'm like, oh, I guess it's not fake it till you make it. Cause yeah. like, I'm not faking it anymore. Like, right. you know what I mean? And I'm just doing what I, what I know how to do and stuff like that. But I feel like it's like one of those things where it's like, you, you feel like you, you do feel like you're not like, you are an imposter to a certain extent, but it's like, you're like, you know, you belong, but like, you're just, it's your doubt but or something. Do I belong? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that self doubt. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the little voice in your head. That's always like, like, just lay down, just lay it's down. Just you don't a, need to do this. That's you know a total that. bitch. Yeah. 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 And I think we, we all have like, I don't know if it's an inner bitch, you know what I mean? But we all have that. Like, <laughs> like, it's like, you don't need to work out. You don't need, you don't right. have to release an episode this week. You don't have to, to, to edit this right now. You still have two more weeks. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's that head that that person in your head, that you got to like control yeah that under- feeling of wh- why do it it doesn't matter to anyone else it, you know, nobody no one's gonna know no like, one yeah it doesn't if I, it, and it and i think it's important that you know yeah so you need to do it and, and that's the thing that, that I i've had to work on is oh i know i feel bad um for i i did talk about it here i worked an event i was doing ring announcing for an mma mm-hmm. thing and my drink so nobody brings me anything were you the sorry go ahead <laughs> were you the uh like the person who says each name, yeah, or the like the the people who are like talking about the fight. Uh, yeah, there's no televised. Oh, okay, stuff. gotcha. Yeah, oh, so. so you're just the person in there. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, the Michael Buffer. Yeah, Michael and Bruce yeah, Buffer. You're yeah, trying yeah. To... <laughs> yeah, let's get ready to. I won't say it so they don't see. Yeah, um, it's time. Uh, <laughs> that's his brother. It's time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, mm. I get a tonic with lime, just yeah. tonic water oh, okay, with lime. Gotcha. Well, they brought me a vodka tonic because they probably like this guy's probably wants a vodka. It tonic. was yeah. It's busy, whatever. Somebody didn't. Somebody grabbed the wrong thing. Whatever. These people actually, they know. They know who I am. But yeah. so, anyways, take a big swig. There it is. Like, oh my gosh. And luckily, my brain. And this is one of the things in recovery we talk about. Watch this one right here, people. This is important to uh-huh. you. The restored to sanity. So my brain quickly played out. No one will know. 
The people that are around me right now don't know. The other people that do know I'm an alcoholic, they're already a little buzzed anyways. They won't remember or notice. Yeah. I could totally get away with this and just say, ah, I'm running late. I'll be home at whatever time. And it played out that quick of how quickly my life would go to shit that it was like, I don't even remember walking over, throwing it in the trash. So Uh, that's that restored to sanity piece that if you hear people uh talk about it within addiction, um, so for me, it was that, well, I'll know factor. Mm-hmm. I'll know. I'll yeah. know the guilt. I'll know the shame. Even if I got away with it. It's like I, in my recovery and sobriety, I want to abandon the, well, I could get away with it because mm-hmm. it's such a shitty place yeah, to live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you, do, but you don't want it like for yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you, you realize all those things. And I mean, I'm not trying to relate this to like video editing, but for me, that's Anything. what I, well, yeah, well, for me, it's like one of those things where it's like, like maybe I'm using this, there's this thing like warp stabilizer, it stabilizes your thingies. And every now and then, for some reason, it gets choppy or whatever. And I throw it, like I'll do real estate videos sometimes and I'll throw it in or I, I, and I'll like export it and I've already uploaded it to the drive, told the person it's there, then I'm rewatching it like uh, on my phone or something right. like that. And I'm watching it and I see a, a point of it and it starts, starts lagging or messing up or whatever. And that person probably is not gonna know that it does that. But for me, I'm like, I don't want someone, like I have the fear, instant fear, like I don't want someone else to see this, think that I'm okay with doing like not the right. best type of job or whatever but it's like I have like those things that play on my mind and I'm like even though I don't want to open up this program wait 15 more minutes to render it's like I need to to do the best I can for yeah. the client or for the people but it's same thing for yourself you're like I yeah. need to do what, what I can that's best for myself you know what yeah. I mean and I, and I think that's really good that you do have that even realization that like hey like like you, you say it played out so quickly for yeah. you. Well, it's important just that part of owning our shit. Yeah. It's, it's so much easier to just simply put it out there, the truth as is. There are many things that people won't know, but it's about doing the right thing when no one's looking. Yeah. I think at the end of the day. And I think when you start to do that more and more, you're, you feel better about yourself and your relationships start to get better. I don't just mean like you with marriage, yeah, with yeah, girl, yeah. But, but the people that are around you because you you, you kind of just give off a different vibe, different purpose, mm-hmm. different energy, and yeah, everything yeah. else, you know? No, I agree, I agree. So it's like, if it goes, if the ship goes down, at least I was sailing the right direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly, know? exactly. And not, like, yeah, yeah, not the thrown overboard, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Since that was the analogy. <laughs> right? Yeah, abandoned ship. I'll, I'll, I'll dress as a woman, yeah, get in yeah, the life yeah. raft. We're not, we're not those guys. <laughs> no, I got you, I got you. And so for you... Uh, like this has kind of always been. Uh, that was a Titanic joke, not a <laughs> not a gender joke, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so for you, you kind of uh, have always dealt with like uh, some type of mental health, addiction, recovery, yeah. and like that's kind of what you wanted to. By starting this podcast, you kind of wanted to show people that mm-hmm. that like, hey, like we all struggle, we all deal with things, and uh, like is that, is that kind of what drove you to? What I found, so with Carlos Vieira, of course, his book, uh-huh. Knocking Doors Down and Talking with Him, and then when I read it, 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 somebody helped me realize this recently, and I don't remember if I posted a video already on the Instagram about it, sharing it, but we all have a story. Uh-huh. You have a story, I have a story, um, and in 
taking our story, being vulnerable, sharing it with others that we've had our adversities, and most of us turn it into our advantage. Like, you, you're, a, you're a diligent. I've seen you work, dude. Like, a buddy of ours, uh-huh. uh, uh, Scotty, that you were doing his oh, video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. there filming stuff, and you're, you got, like, like steady camp stuff. You're in and out of the theater. Then when I see the final product that yeah. I think your brain, had you have maybe continued down the path, maybe it wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to be who you were. Yeah. So, you had, like you said, you're grateful to have gone through that. Like, yeah. I'm grateful oh, yeah, like, to have gone through alcoholism yeah. and these other things. And it, what's crazy, because when I was 18, I did want to get into photography and videography. Sure. And I remember, like, telling my parents that for one reason or another. Stuff got, you know, I just never did it, basically. Right. And uh, then it was like, I kind of re- re- re-came to me, and I was like, well, like, and th- that's what I thought. So I was 26 at the time. And I was like, well, I'm 26 now. Like, it's not, like, too late to where, like, I can't, like, learn a new skill and try to do it. And, like, since January of this year, I've been doing it full-time, which is, right. like, such a blessing because like I'm only like like it, it'll be three years it's coming up on three years of even like touching a camera getting involved in it you know what I mean right. and so that and it's just wild to me that like I'm doing this full-time now for other people uh, something that like I didn't like I, I didn't think I would was possible granted now comes like all the other business aspects it's, like I learned the skills and everything which is right. like great but it's like it's like like I had the realization this year was like oh I'm running a business <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like you know what I mean like you gotta have be on top of your shit and so it's yeah. like recently I've been dealing with a little bit of that anxiety and the stuff of just like saying maybe yes to too many jobs or saying and then having a lot to edit and then trying to figure out the financial portions of it all and so it's like this other thing that's coming on you know what I mean and I think it's mm-hmm. but I, but I'm always all self-aware of it now I'm always right. like okay like I, I I have stuff on my like at least I, d- I do have like a monthly calendar I'm not 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 the best on my my weekly calendar but like of shit I need to get done <laughs> list you know I have that but I, I don't know I'm thankful for it you know what I mean yeah. so I think it's uh yeah, our adversities make our story. Our story becomes our superpower when we share it because it can enhance others yeah. and they can relate. Because who knows? It's a young man, woman, non-binary, I don't care, whatever, you know, that's yeah, here's yeah. what you've got to share, a little bit of knowledge, your little bit of struggle, my bit of, yeah. bit of struggle. And, you know, all of a sudden they go, wow, I'm not alone in this. And, whoa, they achieve things, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, they can use it as some kind yeah. of fuel. So it becomes almost this thing that lives beyond us. Yeah. And the ultimate gift is when someone comes back and it's important to do with people, like tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Tell people like yeah. if somebody helped you, gave you an idea, whatever the hell it is, say, hey, man, you may not know this or whoever. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, thank you because people, we need to hear it. So, you know, like I really enjoyed the podcast you mm-hmm. did with your wife mm-hmm. because it was talking. It showed so much of like, personality from yeah, both yeah. of them. It's you. like you might think, yeah, and that's like that, like that's how we talk to each other, like right. at home and stuff. Like, I mean, we obviously are a little more like we have pet pet names and stuff like sure. that. You know what I mean? But but it's not like when we're in public, it's like you might just think we're friends or right. who knows that we're like, that's my sister or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> the way that we're like interacting with each other. Right. But like so like like you were saying like you're so glad that the or like we're so glad these things I, or I was so glad these things happened because it led me on the path that I am today. Yep. Like and I think about that with the podcast. Like I don't think I would have started a podcast even if if my life, like if I would have gone to videography and photography when I was like 18, 19, my whole life would be different. Like yep. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't, yep. have, you know, I wouldn't have done all these different things. And so I'm always grateful for the the path that it led. And like the fact that, that like, when I started my podcast, I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I bought all the wrong gear on Amazon, but that's what I knew I had to do if I wanted to start it. I was like, if I buy this stuff, spend money, then I'll have to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like one of those things. And so like, I that's how I got into my podcast. I was like, all right, I'm gonna kind of force myself. And I was like, 
originally it was going to be trail talks and whatnot and it was going to be all about hiking because I, I i used to hike a lot and uh, i haven't been hiking at all this past <laughs> year but uh uh but it was just one of those things where i was like i, I know i need to throw myself because i want to do it and like if i could see from when i was starting in my room from the first episode to like what i do now i would have thought like oh man i must be I must be really doing well like for this <laughs> podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what I like tell people like like you never know like what's like on the other side of the camera or mm. on the things like that or who the person is, you know what I mean? And so like for me when I started the podcast, I didn't know what I was doing. After the first 5 episodes, I kind of sat back and I was like, "Wait, what am I what what's the point of this? Like why mm. am I starting a podcast? Why should people even care to listen? Like what is going on?" And that's kind of where I came up with like my tagline. It's about the talented people who live within the Central Valley of California, yeah. as well as people in general who are passionate about what they do. Because like, when people think of California, they think of LA, they think of San Francisco, they might think of NorCal, but they don't think about the Central Valley. And the Central yeah. Valley is a huge area. You know what I mean? It's basically yeah. from Bakersfield to like Yuba City. You know what I mean? And like maybe Yuba City and Sacramento don't think they're the Central Valley, but if you look on the map, oh yeah, literally the valley, the actual valley, is all the way up until like past Yuba City. You yeah. know what I mean? And so it's just this huge area of people that like often get looked over for no reason. And I think what the reason is the fact that we have Bay Area, we have LA. So when you think of California, you think about those those places. You know what I mean? And like, but but majority of like all the people who live in the valley, it's like when they think about California, they think about like that. You know, yeah. the, the Central Valley. It's like you know, it's farmland. It's like it's like small towns. It's cool, unique towns. It's the mountains. It's yeah. it's things like that. And so I kind of wanted to sh bring light and tell people like, hey, like we may have gotten a bad rep for a little while and like maybe some deservingly, some not deservingly, you know <laughs> There's what I more mean? open-mindedness yeah. mindedness than you think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just like, like there's so many like gems hidden within the the valley, you know, oh, the God, yeah. tiny towns, towns that used to exist, like like, yeah, like even, uh, what's it called? Uh, what, I can't think of it. There's a cemetery, old cemetery i did a western there why can't i think about this <laughs> where it was uh oh my this is gonna bug me so much uh a hornitos yeah. gosh and like a little town of hornitos like you hershey's or either hershey's or gardelli one of i think it's gardelli like they had a factory there in the middle of this like town in the middle of nowhere you know what i mean but yeah. like there's like so much history in this air these areas and like it just gets overlooked like yeah. and, and like we have so many talented artists, talented rappers, talented musicians, talented teachers, mayors, political actors, figures, actors. Yeah. yeah, George Lucas is from Modesto, like yeah. you know, and Jeremy Renner. Like, you know, we have like, so many and athletic people, like Josh Allen, like, you know what I mean? We have like all these cool, talented people, but it's like, oh, you're from California, they instantly think you're from right. LA Bay Area. But it's like, no, like those people aren't weren't raised like you're thinking they were raised, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to sort of bring awareness that like, hey, we have like we have just as much to offer as everywhere else. And yeah. like, it's like, uh, to me, it's like, it's such a, it's a missed market in California. Like, how are you gonna focus so much on where like all those people live, but then you have like, you know, tens of millions of people who live like within the valley who yeah. aren't getting marketed for anything. You know what I mean? I'm like, I mean, I always think I'm like, that's like a good market to have because mm -hmm. like, you're getting, like LA, you have a lot, Bay Area, you have a lot, but you're missing the rest of California. Well, and what I enjoy about what you do is some people, oh, it sucks here, it sucks here. Well, you want to live in a beautiful place. Yeah. Well, why don't you be a part of helping it become that? Yeah, it's just exactly. That and that's why people get people on my podcast who are actively doing stuff in the community. Sometimes people yeah. hit me up and they're like, hey, we want to start this thing. We're thinking about doing it on your podcast. I'm like, well, no, it doesn't like, <laughs> you don't want to like, you You have to like, like my whole, the, the way, like, and people always ask like, how do you get on your podcast? You know what I mean? And it's like more just like the serendipity of it. Like, I mean, yeah. 
I, I look at what people are doing within the community and for themselves and for like, you know, it just, it's just one of those things where if it happens, it happens, but it's not like, Hey, we want to set something up and get somebody on, right. on. It's like, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's more of like, if I see you doing something and, and it brings my attention, then I want to, and I want to get you on, then you, then you come on. Or yep. it's like somebody hits me up and I've never met this person, seen them. I go see what they're doing. And I'm like, Oh man, they're super active in the community. It's like, that's what I, that's what I want. I like to see people who are actively doing things for themselves, not because they want to, they're like, Oh, I want to like, I'm a rapper. I want to get on your podcast. You know what I mean? Right. It's not that it's like, what are you doing as a rapper for the community, sure. for the area? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, a lot of people are rappers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so. what I'm saying. And that, in my first 20 episodes I had, or like maybe 25 episodes, I had like 10, I don't know. I had like a lot of rappers on and I was like, Oh shit, I don't want to be, I don't want to become just the rap podcast. You know what I mean? Uh. And that's when I kind of like went away from it for a little while. And I've been going back to it. You know what I mean? Now I just didn't want to like be put in the box, box of like, yeah, yeah yeah, like this guy just well it's it. pretty cool uh, uh somebody's become a buddy that you worked with here that talks a lot about mental health ptsd terrell green oh yeah terrell i mean just uh, uncle earl yeah, you know yeah, all yeah, of his yeah, characters yeah, yeah. trust me if you have not heard of terrell green just hilarious short videos minute max but yeah. recently went and spoke at fresno um pacific fresno, fresno pacific it's yeah. one of the the universities or or you know, four-year colleges mm -hmm. and here he is you know he's giving back where he came from yeah. so i'm i mean i'm with you but we can wax poetic forever. Uh, tell people how they can find you and all, all that right. stuff before we get to uh, random questions. All right. Uh, you guys can find me at Central Valley Podcast. Got my account back after I got hacked. So, uh, <laughs> I so reported. I, yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. So at Central Valley Podcast, if you want to see uh, – any of my my work, you can go micadeely.com, and that's M-I-C-A-H-D-I-E-L-E.com. On YouTube, type in Central Valley Podcast, type in Real Talk and whatnot, either of those, uh, and I'll be the first thing to come up. And that's just like, support. I'm just trying to get grow my YouTube, you guys. Let's get to 1,000 <laughs> subscribers eventually. <laughs> 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTY. LTM.com. All right, random questions All for right. you. Uh, pet peeves. You're such a funny guy, <laughs> but, but something's got to annoy the shit out of you. Uh, I like sometimes. Sometimes it's like personal space, <laughs> like like yeah. like randomly. Like it's like a, I get like a like on my side of the bed type of deal. Like sometimes, <laughs> like I'll be like on my side, but I'm like at the edge of my side, and my wife will come up and she'll like want to like, and I like being a little spoon. I'll say, you know, I like being a little spoon, <laughs> but like like she'll come up and she'll like like she'll come like and hug me, and I'm like, can you like can you not? And she's like, why? And I'm like, like I'm already at the edge, so like I feel like I'm getting pushed off off my edge. <laughs> Right. of the bed so like scoop back and then I, I'll scoop but then I like I want to scoop back so much so I have a whole bunch of her on my <laughs> side and she doesn't like it and that that's like one of my pet peeves I'm trying to think what else uh, I you don't wanna know. know. You want to know the defense to that? Yeah. You just go into like a V shape, like really put your ass towards yeah, that's her. Because right. it works different. <laughs> yeah. when, when women do it, we're like, oh. Yeah. Men do it, it's like, oh, he might fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. Know, clear you out some space. But I think that's like, that's about it. I mean, I think I get, 
I don't know. I, yeah, not not too. Much. I don't know. Yeah, but now you say. I'm sure there's something when I leave here. I'm gonna be like, right. that's my pet peeve. You know right. what I mean? But uh, it's not. It's definitely not people interrupting me or anything like that. Because I interrupt people far too often. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that might be other people's pet peeve. So you're not a hypocrite yeah, either. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. You you could have dinner with one person, living or not. Mm, who is it? <sighs> living or not. I think I would have to. I would want to pick someone not living and like somebody back in hit. Honestly, on history, uh, like I think like Teddy Roosevelt, somebody like yeah. that. Who there's so many tales about them. You know what I mean? And I've never like thought like about this question, nor would sure. I think that my answer would be Teddy Roosevelt. Right. You know what I mean? But I think he would be a good person because there's like so many like like old folklore about like him as president and like you. There's always like pictures of him with the shirt off and gun and, like, and guns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he just probably has some like wild stories to tell. Yeah, because he was. Still I'm, I'm part of the cavalry. Well, You're yeah, the president. And, and there's people, yeah, like he, during, like Lewis and Clark was like during his time going yeah. to see what else was America like. So it was like, they're like bushwhacking and everything like that. And like yeah. that, that'd probably be a very, very interesting one. I was, right before that, my, my mind was like, well, Hitler would be interesting too. Yeah. Like, just like, like, just, you know what I mean? Cause like, you want to figure out like what, like, like I like to, like imagine having a podcast, like, sure. with one of these guys. And then you go, I couldn't paint the tree. <laughs> so yeah. I said, I would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had another gentleman on, Dr. Rob Kelly and we had asked him that and that's what he said and he goes wait hold up people the reason being you know is look at how powerful the guy was to get a country to follow these things and this mindset this ideology that like yeah. seems so foreign now but it was only like 80 years ago you know what I mean yeah. or how, I don't know however long yeah six yeah, yeah. it was like 40 80 yeah Four, well 30, 38 World yeah, yeah, II, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. But think about that, yeah. that. That power to dude. That's why I'm and that, like, I don't know. Like anybody in history, like back then, is just like. Uh, well, and then it's crazier too, because back then it's like you had a like there's radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what you thought. You knew what was going on the radio from this one or two channels, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're in a society where we have literally millions of podcasts, like thousands upon thousands of different or millions of shows, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, And there's so much stuff to consume that it's like hard to decipher what's real, what's not, where back then it's like, Whatever they're saying is real. Sure, like, you know what I mean. And so, sure. it's like a it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's a. It, I forget what it might have been a history class or anthropology that I did in college, and it was the uh, the teacher brought in a copy of the newspapers from the North and the South when Abraham Lincoln was elected oh, and the way the headlines and the stories yeah, read totally that's pretty you know, interesting you know yeah. like like f- hope for our country uh, demise of our yeah, country yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. it's like yeah we're in this sounds thing sounds like the, ta- the tabloids today for oh, our free country well too, in the regular so. news we're coming out of yeah. this, this era like, of disinformation and it's like every day, every day it's like our country's falling like on, on one end and the other and it's like oh thank goodness our country's yeah. being safe for this this reason or whatever but it's like it's like I just and there's not even anywhere that's like oh you can go here and it's like they're in the middle like sure. it's like you you just don't know what to believe anymore you know yeah. what I mean that's why I think entertainment's on the rise because everyone's like kind of like a lot of people I think now are just like I'm just rather not even yeah yeah fuck you guys yeah yeah but it's kind of like the uh, the all the stats about the economy is good like fucking I you have to, well, maybe for a millionaire but yeah. I have yet to find for well, who yeah yeah and you then know? it's like right now like like gas and everything like, like <sighs> the inflation within the last year. I don't know, like, never in my life have, like, things got to be this expensive this quickly, you know what I mean? And it seems like within the last year, everything's been heightened and raised. Yeah, our grocery bill's gone up, granted there's one more person living in the house now, but it's gone up well over 100 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, minuscule things maybe on one item, but when you times that by... 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 150 or however many you're going when you're buying shopping list, like yeah. it's going to add up to $150. What do you do daily to maybe help with uh, with your mental health? Do you have any couple of practices? Uh, you know, I've been needing to get better at this, honestly. My whole thing is like I've, I've been needing to get, get into a routine because the thing that I struggle with uh, to like now is the fact that I do photography and videography full time and I also do my podcast and there's no regularity in that type of field. So sure. it might be like, I have three weekends off and I can do whatever I want those three weekends, but then I might have four or five weekends in a row where I have a gig. And so, and then it's like, then I have, I might, I have a gig at 8 a.m. this day, then I, then I don't have another gig till 5 p.m. that night, then the next day, nothing. The following day, I have four gig, four real estate gigs. And then it's, so it's, it's like this balancing act that I'm trying to deal with at the moment. And so uh, later this morning, I woke up and I just got a gym membership because it's like, I, I, I need that outlet. Yeah. I know I do. So I used to run a lot and I, and I enjoy running because it's like, a time where like you just like have your thoughts and maybe you're listening to podcasts, maybe you're doing listening to some music, but it's still you against yourself when you're running. Yeah. Cause you're like, everything's telling you like, no, you could just stop running right now and, and walk back or, you know what I mean? And yeah. so what I would, when I, uh, what, what I do find helpful when I do run is like, I run and I, I don't run in a, any route at all, at all. I like literally go and I'm like, well, I've never been down this street. Let me go down this street. And it might be a cul-de-sac, but I'm running down it. And then I come, come back in and I go, what's over here? I'm going to go over here. And I try not to look at, at, at my meter to see how far sure. away I am from my house till like, I know like I'm a few miles away. You know what I mean? So sometimes I, then I, I used to run like one month and ran like a hundred miles. It was freaking ridiculous. But, uh, uh, so like, uh, so like sometimes I'll, 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 I like to run far enough to where it's like, oh crap. Like I look at my thing. I'm like, oh, I'm three and a half miles away from home. So now I got to run three and a half miles <laughs> back. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it, but it gives me that, that extra time gives me the time to like kind of think and, and reorganize stuff. So what I've been lacking recently is that, that, that time for me, because yeah. I'm so like all over the place where it's like, maybe I work on my podcast in the evening a lot, you know what I mean? And then I work in the daytime for my photo and video stuff a lot. So it's like. And then my passion is also making photography and doing photography and videography for stuff that I want to do. And right. so I'm, I, I, becoming full time has allowed me to like realize, oh, like I have to be able to navigate and have uh. set time aside. And maybe my schedule is all over the place, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't set aside and two hours or an hour for me to have time for me to do whatever uh, exercise I need to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just about putting the time aside to do it and looking at my schedule. And so, I mean, that's what I know I need to do. You know, it's like one of those things, like I, I know what I have to do. And so that's why I woke up today and it's like, July, uh, I was, July was like my busiest month year today, at least, you know what I mean? And like, it's a blessing to have, but it's yeah. also a time for me to look back because in August, I, I only have a few gigs and I'm like, I was so busy in July that I need to look back and, and reevaluate how I'm going to run this, you know sure. what I mean? And I think I, I'm so glad I'd have the like hindsight and stuff to be able to do that. So that's like literally this week, me and my wife, that's what we're, we're talking about. Like, let's figure out, you know, cause she's, she's coming on basically like full time to help me do nice. this now. Yeah. Just to where it's like, it's like, Hey, I think if we both work on this, we can scale this up into a way that's like a lot more profitable, a lot more efficient you know yeah. what i mean and so it's just about i think having a like, good support system i yeah. guess you know what i mean that's what it always comes back to is good support yeah. system but uh but also just like i think just giving yourself the okay to relax because there's always something you can do you know what i mean yeah. there's always something you can do and so well recently it's like sometimes it's just like like I, I wouldn't be able to like 
I would go, go come home to my w- uh, wife when I was first doing this full time and just like, she'd be talking to me. She'd be like, hey, 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 like like snapping her fingers and then like, I'm just zoning out <laughs> thinking about stuff that I need to do. And then, so, yeah, familiar. yeah, exactly. And so I think it's just about like, breathing and having that moment for yourself and being okay with not doing anything. Cause you always like, you're trying to meditate and then you're like, well, I could pick up my phone right now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just like, just be, let yourself think and let your mind wander for those 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And who knows my, what might happen from it. And I think that's definitely a thing is just like having that, that 10 minutes of breathing every day, mm-hmm. whether it's even if you are watching TV or watch, like just not worrying about what you do worry about all day long. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just like at the end of the day, you at your house right now, why is that interfering with everything else? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I do. That's, that's me with Legos. Oh, so I mean, that's your time yeah. to kind of let go, yeah. right? Or and whatever. It, and then, so, Something yeah, with my hands. No, exactly. And so that's my thing too. It's like sometimes, in, in like sometimes it can be watching TV. It can be doing something. It might be doing yard work, picking up my dog's shit. Like my <laughs> wife's gonna listen to this and be like, "Yeah, fucking right." Like you ever do that? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's the thing that came to my mind right now. You yeah. know what I mean? But the thing is, it doesn't have to be anything specific that you yeah. do. It's just time for yourself to reacclimate to it and so sometimes for me it's like editing a going through my hard drive and editing a photo that's for fun because so often i don't edit i mean maybe i'm having fun doing it but it's not for fun it's for a client you know what i mean so it's like one of those things where it's like like recently i've been having to go back to i'm like why did i like fall in love with photography videography Mm -hmm. because i've been doing so many stuff for so many clients that i haven't done anything for myself besides the podcast and so it's it's one of those things where i'm like yeah maybe i'm busy and that's good but like Maybe I'll be growing even more if I take some time to like once a month make a video for myself. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's like those things that I'm coming to the realization after doing it basically, you know, uh, half the year doing I've done then done it full time for half the year. So this is really like my reflection time of like, okay, like how do I want to progress through the right. next part of the year? Yeah. Uh one last random question for you. What we got? That other one. The, the, the last one of uh asking about once <laughs> having dinner with one person. Uh if <laughs> really you goes. could have if, all right. Here we go. One last random question. If you could uh, uh if you were on a deserted island, mm-hmm. you had one movie and one music album. What would they be? All right. Well, movie, if anybody out there knows me, they know that I fucking love Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. Oh, hell yeah. So, first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, probably. And if it wasn't that, it'd be National Treasure. I used to like, <laughs> those are like my childhood movies that I, I mean, just grew up. Yeah, two and great characters. Those, those well, that and then The Dark Knight. Like, those are like the three oh, yeah. that growing up that I was like, the repeated movies that you watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but uh, I'll, I'll go Pirates of the Caribbean and one album. Man, I'm trying to think of something that I, I don't get tired of. You know what I mean? Because there's some things that yeah. you just even that that you play out. <laughs> you pick some really interesting uh, three movies. So you either got, <laughs> you got like Jack Sparrow, uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. you got Hey Nick I'm gonna, Cage. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm yeah. gonna get you off the island. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or so how know. do you mother for me? <laughs> yeah, or you got Swear to me. Come on. Yeah, yeah. God, three polar get off that island. Polar different. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant movies. Though. All very great directors. Too. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing too that like when I go back and like I like yeah. it's interesting now because I appreciate stuff that I maybe didn't notice when I was younger. Sure. You know what I mean? But uh, music, man. I'm trying. Uh, to one think. artist. Go with one artist. One artist. Uh, right now, I really like this guy named Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs is a really cool rapper. Uh, I would say probably him. I'm gonna say Freddie Gibbs just because uh, 
Yeah, him or Dom Kennedy. Those are two rappers that I really enjoy. Once I'm just naming multiple. <laughs> You're like, yeah. what one player? And I'm like, I'm going to tell you three. Uh, no, but I'll, I'll go Freddie Gibbs. He just has a really cool flow to his music. It almost yeah. sounds effortless and that he doesn't try a lot, but it just sounds so like uh, authentic and like not like it's when it's a catchy song, it's not that it's catchy in an annoying way. You know sure. what I mean? It's just like, oh, I could hear the song playing over and over. All so right. also Freddie Gibbs and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. All right. And that's what I'm... That works. Uh, if you could leave any of the, the, the listener with any just kind of advice, you know, might you throw? Yeah, I, I, I do this. Uh, I used to do this in my podcast. I used to always ask, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? And then like, I realized, I was like, well, I don't even know what I would say in yeah. that scenario. But... uh. What I would say is I always tell people that if you're thinking about doing something, and if, oh, look at this camera, if you're thinking about doing something and you're kind of scared to do it, I would just say jump in because, you know, you're not getting any younger and we live in a society in a day and age where like, I literally have my own show right now. Like, and I think it's, it's like a mix of a lightning, late night show, it's a mix of a podcast, you know, but just just do what you want to do and don't worry about what other people say. Don't worry about what your best friend's opinions are that because like people just hate on stuff or they're, they're like, really? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that really, that one person going like, you really want to do that could set you on the wrong path. You know what I mean? Right. Or it could set you to not want to try what you want to do with your life. So I'd say just if you have, a, have an idea, have a goal, go for it because if you fail, it's okay. Failures are part of life. And the more failures they have, the more you learn and the better you have of, of adapting and overcoming what may happen in the future of your life. So I would say just keep at it, you know, and that, that's not the best advice I could be, could be giving. Strengthening communities, providing resources, building awareness, empowering youth in need to overcome adversity and achieve success. This is what the Carlos Vieira Foundation is all about. Through our campaigns, the race for autism, race to end the stigma, and race to be drug free, we're able to help so many in need. Our goal is to provide support to families and children and give these families opportunities that might not normally arise. Learn more and find out how you can get involved. Visit carlosvierafoundation.org today. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the Knocking Doors Down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.